listen, <laughs> I love this stuff. I'm like, I, I could talk about burlesque all day long. So it's like really fun for me. So thank you all for tuning into this final episode of season three of What's the Tease? Don't get freaked out. There's another season and plenty more seasons to come. But for this season, I'll be closing out the season with a firecracker of a performance. So please welcome to the What's the Tease stage, the princess of pandemonium, the queen of Viva Las Vegas 2021, Margot Mayhem. Hi! <laughs> hey, Margo. <laughs> welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to virtually be here. <laughs> Yay! Aren't we getting used to this virtual realm? It's just like part of every day now. Uh, my partner and I were really impressed. The burlesque performers mobilized real, real fast. When, when everything mm -hmm. went online, everyone was like, okay, we're good. We're doing this. Yeah. Totally fine. It is. And I also kind of think that just touching on it, seeing as you brought it up, because we are in an industry that largely you have to work so hard in order to pave your own way, you know, when... Yep, the hustle is real. When it comes to troubleshooting, we're like, oh, okay, I know what to do with trouble. Trouble, my man. Yes, ex exactly. <laughs> Truly, it's it's crazy because people people really just were like oh, we're going to do an online show? Okay, great. And then they were like, oh, wait, there's a better platform for that? Okay, great. We know how to do that now. Oh, we're doing pre-taped videos. We're going to edit those ourselves? Okay, great. We got that. And everybody mm -hmm. just kind of like, you know, full speed ahead. Yes. I love it. I love the resilience of it. <laughs> Indeed. So as I mentioned in my intro, you were crowned queen at the Miss Viva Las Vegas 2021. <laughs> yeah, I'm still pinching myself. <laughs> Insert the boop, 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 boop sound. Yes, exactly. Air horns. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations on that achievement, first and foremost. Thank you. But before we get into your most recent achievement, I'd like to just rewind the clock on your career in the performing arts thus far. I believe that you started working professionally at the tender age of nine in a print media ad campaign and then in film and television TV um, shows um, like yes. <laughs> yeah, like Sequest <laughs> and Figure It Out on Nickelodeon. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I, I was a I was an actor kid. My my mom um homeschooled my sister and I. Mm -hmm. So she wanted to make sure that we were not gonna be antisocial and we knew how to be around other kids. So she mm -hmm. put us in dance class and she had us go do like community theater and stuff, which then led to doing a bunch of TV and film things. Orlando, Florida used to be a really big filming location for a lot of stuff because they have studios down there at, at Universal Studios. Mm -hmm. um, so it used to be a really big popular place to film things. So, you know, it was only a couple hours drive from where I grew up in Jacksonville, Florida. Mm -hmm. So it was like a very easy trip for us. So, and especially being homeschooled, we could just go whenever. So we did a lot of that when I was growing up. And then I decided to kind of switch gears to musical theater and I went to college for that. And then uh, when I moved to New York, that's what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And I got tired of waiting around because I got to a point in my career, I was doing pretty well. But that meant that it wasn't like I was hustling all the time. Mm -hmm. It was more like, oh, stuff would come up occasionally and this, that, and the other. And I got so, I'm not 
I'm really bad at like waiting around for things to happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I wanted something else to focus my creative energy on while that was happening. And I really, really wanted to get into burlesque. And I didn't know how. That was kind of in the early days of Instagram. So you couldn't just like, you know, search for New York burlesque and see what was going on. I didn't yeah, yeah. know where to go. I didn't know what was happening. And hilariously, because I know she's been a, a guest on your podcast before. Yeah, yeah. I um, Tansy is my burlesque mom. We went to college together. And um, I knew she was doing burlesque, but we hadn't spoken in years. And mm-hmm. I actually ran into her at Viva Las Vegas, which yeah. is so funny now. Um, in 2016, doing, right? 2014. 2014. Oh, no, you're right. Actually, no, 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 you're right. 2016, because 2014 was my first year that I went. And then yeah. 2016 was when I ran into Tans. Yeah. But yeah, she... Um, she was, you know, of course, Tansy being like the loveliest person on the planet was just like, oh, you want to do burlesque? Okay. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, <laughs> she helped me out and, and um, started kind of guiding me and then helping me get booked in places in New York. And and now here we are. So. Mm-hmm. so how did this experience in your formative years sort of shape what you wanted to explore as an adult? I think that, you know, I've always been a performer always and I've always kind of been someone who liked pushing the envelope a little bit Mm -hmm. in various ways Mm -hmm. um I think that you know burlesque really allowed me to do that in a way that I I don't even get to do in the theater world because when you're doing burlesque you're creating your own art you get to do whatever you want to do and Mm -hmm. it can change on a day-to-day basis there's no one telling you oh this is your type that's what you're supposed to be doing And I still do love theater. I love my job, my regular job. I love singing and dancing and doing all that. But there's something really special and magical about being able to say, okay, well, I'm going to do drag this week. And Mm -hmm. next week I'm going to, you know, do a really classic burlesque act with feather fans. And then the week after that, I'm going to do some weird performance art piece, you know, and Mm -hmm. you can do that. Nobody's, nobody's saying, you know, oh, that's not burlesque. I mean, I'm sure some people (laughs) feel that way, but Mm -hmm. you know, it's, I think that what's so great about it is being able to be like, oh yeah, I'm just going to be whatever I want, whoever I want on a day-to-day basis. And no one can tell me no. (laughs) Yeah. In your most recent Instagram posts, you sort of give gratitude to all those people who have um, helped you along the way. Um, Mentioning people like Tansy, as you mentioned, your burlesque mom. But like in 2014, when you first went to Viva, as someone with a theatrical background... And then working in New York City on Broadway, like what was your initial impression of the burlesque art form? I mean, again, I was really struck by how, and and it's really interesting because Viva tends to be more classic burlesque. That it's it's just because it is celebrating like the aesthetic of an era. Mm-hmm. It is rockabilly culture, so there. While it's you know a, a tattooed version of of classic burlesque, you know, mm-hmm. it still is a lot of like feather fans and boas and rhinestones, you know, and even within that. I remember being so surprised seeing all the different kinds of performances because within even those parameters, people were doing a lot of different kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And it was it was so exciting. And it's also so cool to watch women particularly being empowered, being comfortable with their bodies in different shapes and sizes and being able to be up there and just be free and do what they want and own their sexuality. It's really inspiring to me to see people living loudly that way. And I just remember watching this stuff and being like, oh my God, 
I, this is so cool. Like, and the stories, you know, people have like, their acts have like stories, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and I just remember being like, I, one of the, it's so funny because now they're my friends, but I remember seeing um, Gal Friday and Peekaboo Point did a mm-hmm. duo at Viva years and years ago. And I didn't know them at the time, but it was like a tassel off. Oh, uh, yes. Hilarious. The asshole off. Yeah. You, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And I, I just was like, oh, my God, this is hilarious. You know, it's like they're they're taking their clothes off, but then it's funny and, and it's so smart and, you know, weird. And, and I just I love the fact that that exists alongside like someone like, you know, Frankie Fictitious doing mm-hmm. um, her traditional, you know, the number with the dragon and everything else. So yeah. there, there's things on opposite ends of the spectrum, even within this very classic setting. Mm-hmm. And I just I, I'm so drawn to the theatricality of it to and I mean, like, you know, I've always been attracted to pinup culture mm-hmm. and the pinup aesthetic. And I've been kind of tiptoeing in that direction for years, even before I found burlesque. Mm-hmm. So it just, it like, it was a thing that combined everything that I love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, how can I not be drawn to that? You know? Of course. In 2016, with your chance encounter and reunited with your college friend Tansy, which led, of course, to you booking some of your first gigs at Slipper Room. Margot Mayhem what, debuted in like 2017, right? That's correct. So is Margot Mayhem an extension of yourself as a performing artist created for the burlesque world? Or does she encompass other characteristics of your persona that needed a creative outlet? It's, that's such a great question. I think for the most part she's sort of a heightened version of myself. And I feel like I get permission to do things that I would get in, in trouble's not the right word, but I would, I would get <laughs> clocked for in my regular life. I can remember years ago when I was single, I asked this guy I had heard that was interested in me and I asked him out like via Facebook or something ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And his response was, wow, you're really forward. No, thank you. <laughs> and I just was so like horrified by, you know, it was like that, that response. (laughs) Like, I think that that's kind of one of the many things that's great about, you know, burlesque is like leaning into that, you know, it's like, I can be as aggressive, you know, whatever (laughs) that Mm -hmm. I want to be. And, you know, and, and it doesn't have to just be about that, but like that I have permission to be all the versions of myself, you know? Yeah. And I, I think that that is, that is something that I'm always drawn to is is being able to it's why I chose the name that I chose the Mm -hmm. the mayhem part of it because I I didn't want to have one thing that I did it was really important that it wasn't like oh she's the that girl Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. so I I kind of like the idea of people never really knowing what they're gonna get Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) and celebrating that as opposed to being like oh you know like wild loose cannon you know whatever so it's I kind of love that there's this aspect of like, oh, what, what's, what's going to happen now, you know? Mm-hmm. Cool. So like with your background in musical theater and as an actor, do you have a preferred technique like the Stanislavski, Meisner or Method style? And if so, like, do you employ these in your burlesque? Um, I studied a lot of Stanislavski when I was growing up. I went to a performing arts high school mm-hmm. where we had majors. It was very much like the movie fame. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like with people dancing on other people's cars in the streets kind of vibe. I mean, pretty much. Honestly, like it was really wild. Sometimes sometimes we would have like 
like when we would do testing once a year, like at the end of the year for finals and stuff, everybody was on the same schedule. So you would have these group lunch breaks where everybody was on the same time and people would be like break dancing in the courtyard. And mm-hmm. like it, it really was kind of like that, you know, somebody's playing music and somebody else is dancing and it was it's quite an experience. I'm very grateful for it. But one of the things that we did was we I was a um, acting major and we got taught the Stanislavski method when I was like, you know, 13. So uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, I started with that and then I kind of evolved like I started using bits and pieces of everything so I wouldn't even say that there's anything that I'm like oh man this one technique I I liked I feel like certain different tools for different jobs you know Mm -hmm. and I think that sometimes I use different things in different settings depending on what the show needs but when it comes to burlesque I, I don't think about it that linearly but I'm sure that there's a certain amount of that. There's a handful of things that I do that, you know, are just fun and silly and it doesn't matter. You know, there's no like story story. But then Mm -hmm. there's other stuff that I do that is, you know, very character driven. And so, yeah, I do. I have a number. I don't do it that often because it's 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 for specific spaces only. (laughs) it's an act that I, I'm in a full wedding dress, mm-hmm. veil, all the bridal gear. And then I, for the first minute I'm on stage, I just cry. Mm-hmm. I don't do anything else but cry. And then, it, you know, I start slowly taking things off. And at the end, when I'm naked, I throw the ring and then dance around for, you know, 30 seconds or something like that. But the whole front half of it is just me crying. Uh-huh. So uh, I go off into a corner of the venue and I spend time doing my acting homework and Mm -hmm. then I actually cry on stage and everyone there's like a weird moment where the audience is like they see the bride and they're like ha 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 and then they're like oh god she's actually crying and then there's this like awesomely uncomfortable moment where people are like trying to decide how they're supposed to feel about it Mm -hmm. at a burlesque show (laughs) (laughs) and I love that I just love that there's like that weird tension And then, like, by the time that you're naked and you're, like, throwing the ring, people are screaming and they're like, fuck him. You know, it's like this whole thing. Is it like a lift at the altar situation? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So it's, you know, I I like that kind of stuff because it's interactive. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like not only am I getting to utilize those those skills, you know, but also, like, the audience is then, like, completely with you in a space that you wouldn't think that that would necessarily be a thing that worked. You know, people are usually there to see, you know, pretty things and – (laughs) naked dancing you know and Mm -hmm. it's like all of a sudden there's this very teary bride standing in front of you so it's um I really love that that aspect of like you know taking taking the audience on a journey and even my act like my act for Viva is a little bit like that the Mm -hmm. the one that I won with was is like a space cadet (laughs) yes It's kind of like the front half is like me looking for, you know, aliens or, you know, intruders or whatever. And then like when I realize there's none, then I'm like, hooray, I can take my clothes off now. It's <laughs> it's silly, but it's like it is still a story, you know, it's yeah. like it's kind of loosely in there. So I think it it adds a little bit to to the idea of, of what the, what the burlesque is. And I mean, some of that is obviously also the influence of Tansy, who's a really fantastic storyteller on stage. Yeah. Um, that, you know, I think that some of that is <laughs> we, we rub off on each other, you know. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, to be a fly on that wall. <laughs> <laughs> we, we work really well together. We did a we did a thing online for the um, virtual burlesque hall of fame this year. Mm-hmm. And, Hotline uh, bling or something. 
Yes. Yeah. yeah. National hotline. It was really fun. But we, um, we, we got together and we were like, what are we going to do? You know? And then we, of course, started with the story and it was like, well, what if you're my super and you come over and you're trying to fix the pipes? And it was like, then it just was, you know, game on from there. And it was like total, just gangbusters. It was like, we choreographed the number in like 20 minutes because it was like, oh yeah. And then we'll do this and then we'll do that. And then, oh wait, but we can't have this bill because it doesn't say the thing on it. You know, we're very like hilariously method when it comes to like, okay, well we wouldn't be doing that because you're fixing the pipes, you know, and mm-hmm. then and then it just like worked itself out. <laughs> but it makes it really easy. Because <laughs> you're doing an act in choreographing an act in 20 minutes. Tansy's bad influence, though. I mean, probably. Let's be real. <laughs> I oh god. So I had my my partner Samson Knight is we work like very differently. The two mm-hmm. of us are are kind of opposites. I'm more in the Tansy camp where I'm like I'll just improv on stage and then I'll keep things I like and then change it for the next time, you know. Mm-hmm. And he's very. Sam is very, I'll want to rehearse this nine million times and mm-hmm. make sure I know every aspect of it. And I was getting ready for Viva and I had this act together, but it was like, you know, there were some things I wanted to change and fix. And he was like, why don't you go rehearse in mm-hmm. a studio? And I was like, oh God. And I, <laughs> I literally, he was literally like, I will, I will rent you a rehearsal room if you want to go. And I was like, "Ugh, fine God. And I went in the rehearsal room and I texted him immediately and was like, I hate it. You're so right. You're so right. I hate that you're right. Because, <laughs> of course, you know, you can, like, see yourself in the mirror and then, like, all the things that you, like, have been wanting to fix, you're like, oh, that's an easy fix because I'll just do this instead. Mm-hmm. But I just, I forget sometimes that that's helpful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. So as an actor, singer, and dancer with a day-to-day vintage pin-up aesthetic, like, how did you go about cultivating your burlesque style? Oh, um, I... I mean, I'm I'm a weirdo. So I my first act was definitely like classic, but with weird twists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, I have a and I still do the act. It's it's in the process of getting costume upgraded so that it looks better than it did when I started. But um, <laughs> it's a number with a giant inflatable flamingo floaty, uh-huh. and it's like very silly and fun and high energy. And I like get stuck in it a couple times and stuff, and it like attacks me at one point. It's very silly. And and I, <clears throat> I really liked the thought of being able to like use my comedy skills at the same time as being sexy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you know, I think women especially get a get a bad rap for like women aren't funny, you know. Mm-hmm. And then you add to that someone who is supposed to be like their their quote unquote like you know purpose is mm-hmm. to be sexy and you know pretty and just look a certain way and do whatever Mm -hmm. and so I kind of love that you take this thing that's look it looks like it's going to be one thing and Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden it's this other thing and it's like quirky and weird and you're like oh okay Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know so I think that that you know that started that started it and then I went kind of the other direction my my second second or third act I can't remember is like a scorned woman act Mm -hmm. and it's very like the whole thing is like very fuck you and you know I like visually harass people with my eyeballs and like it's (laughs) it's it's kind of the opposite end of the spectrum and so I I always feel like that every time I create something then I'm like okay well now what's the most different thing I can make from this other thing Mm -hmm. you know and that I think that that a, it keeps me excited about what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. B, it, you know, I get to utilize all of these different kinds of 
skill sets and, and things that I have. And it, it just, it keeps it fun to me. So that, I mean, the one thing that's a constant, of course, is that my aesthetic is still vintage. Mm-hmm. So I don't do a ton of like contemporary looking stuff. All my stuff is very classic looking. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny, I just had a conversation with um, another burlesque performer recently and she was like, well, you do classic. And I was like, do I? <laughs> and she thought about it for a second and she was like, oh my God, no. She was like, you don't really, but I, I think you do because you look as classic. And I was uh-huh. like, right. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, I kind of like that, you know, it's like I use a lot of contemporary music, even though I am doing, you know, like classic looking burlesque. So Mm -hmm. I just kind of like to mix it up. Awesome. And the burlesque acts that you have created, they are truly diverse from kind of classic. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of, yes. (laughs) To the uh, neo-inspired flamingo and also the more performance arts bride number. So like, how would you describe the differences or the nuances in characteristics between cabaret, performance art, and burlesque to the untrained eye? When I when I think of cabaret, I tend to think more of singing aspects, which I, I do sometimes, not often, but I do have some sing strips that I do. And especially back when Bonnie Dunn was still alive, she had a show in Midtown Manhattan and she she was like you know one of the original singing strippers so she uh she always wanted me to sing so I used to do that and I think Mm -hmm. I like when I think cabaret like I think more like that that it feels more like variety show you know Mm -hmm. and in terms of burlesque and performance art I think those lines are real real blurry especially when it comes to neo burlesque Mm -hmm. um and I that is one of the things I like about it you know people like Julie Atlas Muse and you know uh, Darlinda just Darlinda are doing some like really cool performance art weird burlesque you mm-hmm. know like uh, some of the venues that I work at in New York you'll see that alongside really really classic stuff mm-hmm. you know and I just love I love the, the they the, they make you think or they challenge you or you know there, there's something very different and unique about sort of the performance art burlesque neo burlesque that's happening because it really it really does challenge (laughs) ideas about what you think burlesque should be or is you know Mm -hmm. um and I enjoy I enjoy watching that stuff immensely and I'd say you know when when people ask me like about burlesque you know it's like shiny stripping you know (laughs) (laughs) for the most part um but it's there's that whole debate of course you know some people don't like to call it stripping but it is we're taking our clothes off so you know yeah um are we still debating that (laughs) <laughs> oh god seriously it's like, i'm you're like still debating that honey honey you're, ta- you're <laughs> taking your clothes off that means you're a stripper and if you're not taking your clothes off it's probably not burlesque so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's just call it that you know right yeah. <laughs> so you have quite the appetite for staying active which includes doing pole for the past seven years as well as entering an occasional running marathon um yes <laughs> I believe the latter is also due to an obsession for gaining the hardware. So therefore the medals. 100%. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God, the hardware. <laughs> yes. So I want to know, does this penchant for shiny things serve as a driving force <laughs> when entering competitions for burlesque? Oh, 100%. I'm so, I'm so my parents' child. I am very type A. I'm super goal oriented. It's like when I heard that there were burlesque competitions, that was like all I wanted to do for a while in the, the, before the pan pizza time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, I was, that was what I was, I was only going to festivals if they had competitions mm-hmm. because I, it's not even about 
like, oh, I want to beat other people. Like, of course I want to win. But it's for me, it's more that when I'm in a competition setting, I become my best self. Mm -hmm. I push myself really hard. It doesn't matter if it's, you know, three people or 10 people. I I end up pushing myself really hard because I want to show up doing the best version of me. Mm -hmm. So it's not like, oh, I, you know, I want all those people to lose. It's more like it pushes, it pushes me to make myself better, which is why I really like those settings. And that, you know, that's true for everything, the marathons and the pole dancing back, back when I was competing in pole, which I don't really do as much anymore because I have burlesque to focus on. Mm -hmm. And Broadway um, and, and, yes, (laughs) yes, yes, yes. I, like I said, type A, very overachiever, you know, but yeah, the the marathon thing, man, that's it, it's it shows up every once in a while. I again, I don't run as much as I used to. I went through a phase of like really I was really doing a lot and I ran like I don't know, five marathons or something like that. Mm-hmm. And the last one I ran a couple of years ago, um shortly before I guess maybe a year before the pandemic, uh mm-hmm. I ran a, a marathon and was at Slipper Room that night. <laughs> wow. I Talk didn't about realize a leg until day. It, <laughs> Yes. I didn't realize until it was like kind of too late that like, I mean, I could have, I could have given my date up, but I was like, no, I want, I want my dates. I like my dates. And I was like, screw it. I'm just going to do it. So I put together this dumb act, which only sees the light of day, like once a year, Mm -hmm. that is literally, it's me running on stage in my like running clothes. Mm -hmm. And somebody like gives me my medal and puts my big foil on me. Mm -hmm. And then my phone rings and I pick it up and I'm like, hello. And it's my partner, Samson being like, Margo, where are you? You're supposed to be at the slipper room in five minutes. And then I'm like, fuck. And I rip off my running clothes and I'm wearing a panel skirt and a bra. And <laughs> I just hobble around the stage for the next like two minutes. I literally just like I try to do all the moves and I can't because my legs are like giving out on me. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it was great. <laughs> it was great because then I didn't have to actually do any hard things in burlesque. I could just be doing exactly what I was feeling in that moment. <laughs> wow, I love it. I love burlesque and I love that you have the space, you know, to do something like that. It's just yeah, wonderful. For sure. And, you know, that's like, that's why we love the slipper room so much here in New yes. York is because they let us kind of do whatever we want. So Indeed. that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> so as one half of the duo Midnight Mayhem with your partner, Samsonite, as you mentioned, you won Best Group Act at the Arizona Burlesque Festival. How does your preparation for competition differ when you're going in as a duet versus as a solo artist? One of the things that's really cool about doing a duo instead is that it's not just you on stage that, you know, you have someone else who's like in it with you. Mm -hmm. And so when things go awry, you're not just like on your own, you know, you're, you're out there with someone else and you can look in their, in their eyes and center yourself, which I really love. And especially, you know, for us, because we are a real life couple in addition to being burlesque partners. Mm -hmm. So it's like, that's my, that's my person, you know, and being able to look in the eyes of my person when I'm on stage Mm -hmm. is very grounding. And, you know, I think that it's funny because when, when I originally asked him to be in a number with me I I, I wanted to apply for Behoff that was like the original goal right Mm -hmm. and so I said hey will you I have this idea for this number will you do this with me and he was like yeah but you know I don't know if I'm gonna want to like do burlesque full-time and I was like that's fine Mm-hmm. And then literally like a week later, he was like, I bought a trench coat on Amazon. And I was like, oh, God, here we go. So <laughs> <laughs> and now now he's like the, the best awesomest burlesque dancer there ever was doing his own thing and all this stuff. But, yeah. you know, like or, originally when we when we put together that act, it was like it was cool because it's not just your ideas, you know. 
I mean, we had to figure out how we work together because we work very differently. But like once we once we figured out how best to work together, then it's like we could create something together that neither of us would have been able to do on our own, mm-hmm. um, which takes like some of the weirdly takes some of the pressure off. I feel like when when it comes to competition setting, because mm-hmm. then it's just like then you're doing you're having like it's not just like it's the difference to me if i mean i know it's exactly the same it's like doing a monologue versus doing a scene Mm -hmm. when you're doing a monologue you have to do all the work yourself you know what i mean it's Mm -hmm. like okay i'm doing all the heavy lifting where i'm imagining a partner i'm talking to no one i'm Mm -hmm. doing this thing but then when you're doing a scene then you can focus on the other person and you can focus on what they're giving you and react and respond to the stuff that they're doing Mm -hmm. which is a very different experience and it it really takes you into another place where you're not thinking about, oh, I wonder what the judges are thinking or, oh, I wonder, you know, this and this. It's like, no, we get to have this sort of like conversation on stage, even if we're not speaking, you know, and kind of share energy in that space. And then it it takes a lot of the pressure off of thinking about anything else. It's just us doing what we do. Amazing. And it's hot. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Y'all hot. (laughs) Thanks and stuff. <laughs> so Margot Mayhem is not the only persona you embody who enjoys the limelight <laughs> of the stage. I'm, of course, uh, talking about your favorite one-night stand, Jag Armstrong. <laughs> yes, Jag Armstrong. <laughs> Where did your interest in drag stem from? And why did you decide to create a drag king character? It's so interesting. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell the whole story. I, yes. I got asked I got asked to do a show in Philly and it was like an Aerosmith show mm-hmm. and I I was like, "Oh man, it's an Aerosmith show. I'm going to do Dude Looks Like a Lady." Now, in retrospect, poor choices. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> when it happened, I was like, "Oh, this is brilliant. I'm just going to like do this thing." And so I created this one-off character that didn't have a name, you know, it was like very just like, "Oh, I'm going to do this one drag act and be whatever." Mm-hmm. And it got a ton of backlash because that that song is super problematic, which I know now, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of people didn't care for the the c- certain things that I was doing in the act and all this stuff. So I called a very dear friend of mine who was still just kind of an acquaintance, but um, I called my friend, uh, Veronica Viper, who's a trans woman, mm-hmm. and I said, talk to me about this. How, how, do, I, how do I do this better? Like, I, I clearly didn't think this through. I thought that this was a great idea, and now, and now I, need to, I need help. Mm-hmm. So she and I had this great conversation that she, she talked a lot about how, you know, the best version of this for me is not going to be a gimmick. It's going to be, what are the parts of you that exist in this space that's typically male? Mm -hmm. What are the parts of you that you have been, you know, shaded for as a woman that you would be totally allowed to do if you were a man? Mm -hmm. And if you find the truth in that, then, then people won't be able to clock you for things because you're, you're being true to yourself. You're doing things that are true to you. And I was like, oh, God, that's such a good way to think about it. It still took me like another year or so before I before I did drag again, just because I, I, you know, I wanted to get it right. I wanted to make sure that it wasn't, you know, problematic or appropriative in any capacity. And, mm-hmm. and I, I took a lot of time. And so then when he came back, he came back <laughs> with a vengeance <laughs> and he had a name. And, you know, like so so then it became like a I had got asked to do like a, a all men show, basically. And mm-hmm. so Jag uh, was so the, like was a boy show. 
Yes. Okay. Um, and yep. And so I was like, all right, well, we're doing this. He's coming back. And and I did I did exactly that. I, I chose to do these things that like are kind of part of me, like the like I was saying earlier, like the aggressive sexual things that like I would get, <laughs> you know, <laughs> kind of yelled at in the past. And it's so funny because my um, Sam like hates him. He's like, <laughs> oh, God, he's like, I know that guy. I hate that guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's like a big running joke. I have some really great photos of the two of us, me and drag and him, you know, in his regular clothes and just like looking at me like with total disdain. Brosives, man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Brilliant. So Viva was your first introduction to the world of burlesque. And now you have been crowned queen at Viva Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> so what are your feelings around burlesque and your future in this art form now that your Viva experience has sort of become full circle? Yeah, I mean, I honestly, it's so, I, I just was thinking about that recently because I, I spent so much time, I really wanted this since I knew that it was a thing that existed. I, you know, I've been wanting this and I competed a couple of years ago and didn't place, didn't win, you know, and that was fine. Like I, I was really proud to be there. I had been chosen mm -hmm. to be in the competition at all. So that was like very good. But, you know, I was like, no, I still really want this. So it was nice to go back and, and do the thing, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but I like that, you know, it, it gives you a certain, a certain amount of more visibility, you know, because people people know who you are that didn't know who you were before and some people you know that I like really love and admire and respect that now know who I am you know which is exciting mm -hmm. um but I I look forward to again like kind of showing people that it's possible to not just be one thing you know um mm -hmm. especially like like my act for Viva, it's, it was classic aesthetic, but it had a lot of neo elements, you know, like mm -hmm. I used classic music and I had this very vintage space vibe, but it's a lot of contemporary ideas, you know, within that and weirdo stuff, you know, like I have like dumb, funny things that I do within the act that are mm -hmm. just like, I make weird faces. I, I call them Muppet faces. I <laughs> laugh because there's, there's always like at least five photos of me making like the weirdest Muppet faces mm -hmm. after the act is over. <laughs> and those are always my favorite. Those are always the ones I post and I'm like, so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I love that. I love that maybe somebody might get, get to see that and be like, Oh, you know, I thought you had to be this one thing to to win this contest or, you know what I mean? And and then being able to see that there's kind of like other avenues to burlesque, you know, I, I love I love the idea that that might inspire someone to be able to to be who they actually are as opposed to what they think that they should be in mm -hmm. burlesque. Mm -hmm. And obviously, like, I still want to go compete as things come back. You know, yes. <laughs> I want to go do all the things because I, I love it. And More I shiny I love... objects out there for you to <laughs> bring into your fold. <laughs> oh, my God. I, like, have not taken the crown off since I got home. I'm just, like, walking around in it in my house. <laughs> <laughs> Wearing it to everything. That's right. <laughs> Amazing. So now that Broadway has reopened and your ballista is just soaring, what can we look forward to for the rest of 2021 from Margot Mayhem? Oh my God. It's such a, it's such a fine balance. I mean, we're very lucky that we live in New York because there are midnight shows here for burlesque. Mm -hmm. Um, so that I'll still be able to do it while I'm doing my regular theater show mm -hmm. because it can be tricky. You know, it's like whenever I travel for, for theater work, 
I, I can almost never do burlesque because their shows are usually at the exact same time that my show is. Mm-hmm. I had the one exception to that was I got to do, um, I was out in California a couple of years ago and got to go over to Phoenix and do spellbound show because they gave me like one day off from my job. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so like, I was I'm able to like, work. <laughs> literally I was like, bye, I'm going to go do this show and I'll see you guys later. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh insatiable uh but yeah I, I i do like that here in new york we have we're afforded the opportunity to to do shows at midnight so that we run um samson and i will like finish our shows either hop on the train or hop in a cab depending on the night and then like get downtown and then do another show <laughs> I love it. um so you know that's that's really nice but yeah my my show starts back rehearsal again mid-october so i'll be performing in burlesque probably until like the end of October and then I'm going to take a month off which Mm -hmm. sucks and I'm going to be so sad about it but I need to sleep sometimes so um, (laughs) just while we're from everything I've heard from you in this interview I don't believe you for a second (laughs) I'm trying to be better about it pandemic really showed me that I like had not been sleeping at all and I was like oh yeah I should probably like make time to sleep sometimes Mm -hmm. so uh, I'm trying to be conscious about it for at least like a couple of weeks while Mm -hmm. we're in like the crazy as part of our rehearsal process then I'm gonna take a little time off but like the second my show's open I'm back at flipper room so (laughs) (laughs) you know it's uh it's gonna be that but um yeah I'm yeah it's really I love it so much and I love that I have the opportunity to do both like that's really exciting to me and Mm -hmm. you know because they both they both satisfy different parts of my creative outlet you know yes I do love part being part of a big show and I love I love my cast and my creative team and, and having like collaborators, you know, but then it's also really exciting to go downtown and like do what I do, you know, and yes. that's just me or just me and Sam and and really just kind of live live whatever life we want to live that day, you know, which I love. Amazing. So to wrap us up, then where can we follow and support your work? Ah, uh, yes. Um, you can check me out on Instagram at Margot Mayhem. That's M-A-R-G-O-M-A-Y-H-E-M. Mm-hmm. Um, and I post all of my burlesque stuff on there. That's including Jag. He shows up sometimes, occasionally, when he does shows in New uh-huh. York. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can also follow um, Sam and I both uh, for our Midnight Mayhem account, which is at Midnight Mayhem Burlesque on Instagram. Um, the two of us, we're, we're not, we're not as frequent posters on that because we have our, our other accounts, but, um, we are on there and we do post when, when we're doing shows and stuff. So come check us out on there. There's a lot of cute photos of us together doing stuff and all of our links are to our other accounts are on there too. So if you can only remember Midnight Mayhem Burlesque, then a, a links to Sam and I's accounts are on there as well. So awesome. Cool. Yeah. So once again, Marga Mehem, like congratulations. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you for joining me for this episode of What's the Tease? <laughs> <laughs> you are truly an absolute queen and such an honor for, for, for me to be able to sit down in conversation with you. I thank you. Thank you. Same. I was so excited. This has been so lovely. Thank you.